0: Stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You might have heard this saying in response to bullying. And whilst I absolutely do not condone bullying, I wonder, is this saying actually correct? Because I think that words have weight. That words have power. Words can uplift words can tear down words can tell the truth they can tell lies words can bring life and words can bring death words have influence think of some of the famous speeches you might have studied in english studies at school maybe martin luther king's i have a dream winston churchill's we shall fight on the beaches carefully thought out words strung together which advocated brought about change inspired nations and generations so my question for us tonight is if words are so important how can we use our words for god's glory how can we use our words wisely to further jesus's kingdom on earth well we are well into our hashtag wisdom series as we have already covered the book of proverbs is one of the bible's wisdom books which are guides for living well in God's world. But what is wisdom? It's a term we throw about a lot, but what does it actually mean? The Hebrew translation for the word wisdom translates to kokuma, which means applied knowledge, the use of knowledge in action. Wisdom is the accumulated insight of God's people throughout the generations. A wise man or woman acknowledges, relies upon, and trusts God's superior understanding. The book of Proverbs is all about probabilities. What do I mean by that? Well, Proverbs do not equal promises. Proverbs do not equal promises. No, they are not guarantees and prophecies from God. But yes, they are still incredibly relevant for us today. Why? Because they are guidelines on how we can live wisely, how we can use our knowledge in action. It's important that we we keep this in mind as we come to our scripture tonight. And just a warning, tonight is going to be scripture heavy and challenging It was certainly convicting and uncomfortable to prepare and it's my prayer that it's convicting, challenging and practical for you. So in preparation for this sermon, I read through the whole book of Proverbs in two different translations and I came across hundreds and hundreds of guidelines on how we can live wisely in a range of areas in our lives. So our friendships and our relationships, our wealth with alcohol, our marriage, with parenting. But as I alluded to earlier tonight, we are focusing in on how we can be wise with our words. Before we open God's word tonight though, will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word which never fails. I pray earnestly that tonight you would grant me wisdom to unpack your message for us tonight. Please may your Holy Spirit give me the right words and fill all of our hearts, God. Give us all wisdom and understanding to apply your truth in our lives. Speak, God. Grant us kokoma, wisdom, knowledge applied. Amen. All right, so in a moment, we're going to read from Proverbs chapter 10, which unpacks just how we can speak wisely in a practical sense. But before we do that, I really wanted to pause and make a very crucial point, which Ashley unpacked for us so well last week in our series. Um, And to do this, I'd like to read from Proverbs 4. 23. And I think, Isaac, there should be a slide for that one earlier on in the start. Proverbs 4, uh, chapter uh, 4, verse 23. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Before we begin to even think about living and speaking wisely for God, we need to start with the position of our hearts. And when I speak of the term heart, I'm talking about your mind, your emotions, your will and your desires. Just as you are what you eat, your words are your heart. Jesus stresses this exact point when he is preaching on the Sermon um, on the Mount. And this is from Luke chapter 6. Words of life, words of love, words of wisdom will only come from a transformed heart, a heart transformed by the love, grace and restoration of Jesus Christ. Good fruit will only emerge from a transformed heart and a guarded heart. Here's your first challenge for tonight. How's the position of your heart? Do you need your heart transformed by Jesus? The Bible tells us that if we truly believe in his name, we can invite Jesus into our hearts to transform them for his glory. Why don't you ask him, even here, even tonight, to transform your heart? Have you noticed that the things you dwell on or the things you think about might just slip out of your mouth? If you hang out with a group of friends who dwell on inappropriate language, After a while, you might just unintentionally find yourself using inappropriate language. If you binge on a crude show on Netflix, you might just find some crude jokes flying out of your mouth in everyday conversation. But if you are dwelling on God's word, His promises, His truth, each day. If you are filling and guarding your heart with His good news, you might just find yourself speaking out His word to a work friend at lunch, sharing scriptures with friends, bearing fruit in your everyday life. Clearly, God has been speaking to me about this because I was reading a book called Swipe Right by Levi Lusco on my holiday. Um, And I thought the book was about something completely different, um, but then I came across this part of the book, and I think I have the quote on the screen. He said, Close the computer, cancel your cable, walk out of the movie, delete the contact from your phone, break up with that person, change schools or quit jobs if you have to, pluck out the eye, cut off the hand, do something drastic to your sin, or your sin will do something drastic to you. I know this all sounds very intense and maybe it is but know this you can't have a healthy soul and mainline toxic substances keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life Proverbs 4:23. you are what you eat what you feed on you'll be full of do whatever you need to guard your heart from the work and the temptations of the evil one in Philippians chapter four, the apostle Paul encourages us to dwell on what is pure and right. He says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Words of life and wisdom can only come from a transformed heart and Jesus is the only one who can transform your heart. But it is an everyday choice Your everyday responsibility to guard your heart. Okay, I'm now going to read from various parts of Proverbs chapter 10 and I'm going to read them from the New Living Translation tonight. So if you have your Bibles apps on your phone, please feel free to open them up. Or if you have your physical Bible, please do. Otherwise, they will be on the screen as well. So I'm reading firstly from verses 11 to 13. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Pretty brutal. (laughs) And now from verses 18 to 21, jumping down. Hiding hatred makes you a liar, slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. I'm going to break down these proverbs in a bit of a different way tonight. If you've read much of Proverbs in the past, you'd notice that many of the guidelines and verses are explained through contrast and juxtaposition. So that's the format of how I'm gonna tackle things a little bit tonight. So I believe God's message for us tonight is that we can honor God by speaking truth, speaking wisely, and speaking encouragement. On the contrary, I believe we can dishonor God by speaking lies, speaking foolishly, And by speaking gossip so let's move on to our first point which is speaking truth not lies so in verse 11 in proverbs chapter chapter 10 describes the words of a godly person as life giving when we speak the truth of jesus to those around us we are quite literally giving them life In John chapter 1, Jesus himself is described as the word of God who became flesh, the word in human form. Let's read from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind." When we use our words to share Jesus' life and redemption, we are not only following Jesus' direct command in Matthew chapter 28 to make disciples of all nations, but we're sharing the very word of God. In 1 Peter 4 chapter 11, it says that if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. We are called to share his truth, his story, his direct words from the Bible. And when we share our testimony, we are sharing Jesus' gospel and transformation in action. Your personal experience and witness of Jesus' truth and redemption in your life. I'm wondering, who could you share your testimony with this week? Over coffee, on the bus, on social media? If you believe that Jesus is Lord, what's stopping you from declaring this truth and sharing your testimony in a public setting through baptism? In Ephesians 4:15, Paul instructs us to speak the truth in love, growing in every way more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, we are challenged to always have an answer for the faith that we profess, to those who ask us about our faith, but to do so with gentleness and respect. And to be honest, whilst this all seems ridiculously daunting, I want to stress tonight that we're actually promised that the Holy Spirit will be with us always and will teach us, will teach us the right words to say. That's from Luke chapter 12. How comforting is that? Proverbs twelve nineteen says, Truthful lips will endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Conversely, as we're speaking about Jesus' truth to those around us, we should make every effort to avoid lying. Lies often start off small and harmless, but any lie, small or large, found out or not found out by others, is a break of trust and it dishonors God. Proverbs 12.22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. There is forgiveness for any lie in the name of Jesus. Will you bring your lies before God tonight and ask him for forgiveness? Do you need to confront someone? and apologize, ask forgiveness for a lie you have told, found out or not found out. Let's continue on. We can also glorify God by speaking wisely, not foolishly. Let's come back to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 13. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. As we discussed earlier on, To live and speak wisely, we must trust in the Lord, dwell on his word, and guard our our transformed hearts. But there is something else in Proverbs, uh, sorry, in this verse, verse 13, that I want to highlight. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, or in some translations, discernment. True wisdom flows from a reverential awe, belief, comprehension, and understanding of God's word. When you give advice to family and friends? Are you quick to listen and slow to speak? And that's from James 1. And when you do speak, when you do give advice, is your advice in line with what God's word says? Whilst this command might might also seem overwhelming, James chapter 1 verse 5 tells us that if anyone lacks wisdom... You should ask God who generously gives to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. If you ask God for wisdom in any circumstance of your life and in faith truly believe that he will grant it to you, you can count on him, you can rely on him to show you the way. Will you ask God tonight for wisdom and understanding in your circumstance, in your spiritual battle, in your relationships? But what does it look like to speak foolishly? Proverbs 13.3 Those who guard their, their lips preserve their lives but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. And From Proverbs 14 People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. A commentary I read on this passage said that the wise speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. A fool must air his opinions based on nothing but his own folly. This point has been personally very challenging for me. Um, if you know anything about me, I love to voice my opinions. I love to debate, I love to babble through my thoughts on a topic, and I admit sinfully and foolishly, love to enforce my view on others. And something that I and others have observed is that I often speak um, in response to my emotions um and but, but seriously <laughs> this has been something this pride has this sense of pride has been something that god has been challenging and, and working in me personally and there have been many times when liam has very wisely physically sometimes pulled me away from people before i voice my opinions so i can calm down and prayerfully consider what i have to say take a moment to reflect on a time where you have said something that you regret when you have slandered someone, when you have cursed. You most likely said it when you were emotional, angry, hungry, that's a big one for me, tired, bitter, under peer pressure. But as I said earlier, there is always weight to our words. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus approached some Pharisees who had been leading um, the crowds astray and he actually warned them that each person will be held accountable for their slanderous and their careless, careless words. And I'm going to be reading from the message version. These are the words of Jesus. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning or of judgment, a day of judgment. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Your words can be your salvation. Words can also be your damnation. Whilst there is always forgiveness and freedom for anything you have said when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, we cannot deny that Jesus is emphasising the impact and the weight of your words. Let's be followers of him who use our words for his good and his glory. In James chapter three, the tongue is described as evil, deadly—actually, the deadliest part of the body—which needs to be tamed. And throughout the week, I'd really encourage you to read through the book of Book of James, and particularly chapter three. Um, I, I really recommend it. Um, it's really challenging. Just as we might need to ask God for wisdom for the right words, we may also need to ask him for the wisdom for the right time to speak, the right words to speak, and if we should even speak at all. Are you being foolish or careless with your words? Are you throwing out curses and insults rashly, slave to your temper? Do you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to tame your tongue? Let's keep moving. Finally God wants us to speak encouragement not gossip to those around us. In Proverbs 10 verse 21 it says that the words of the godly encourage many and I really like this one from Proverbs 16 it says kind words are like honey sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. In Ephesians 4 29 Paul instructs us do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. How amazing that we can use our words to bring healing to others, to put courage into others, to spur others on in their walk with God. If you think about the five love languages, a famous book by Gary Chapman, he describes the five main ways that we can feel and demonstrate love to others. And they are quality time, gifts, acts of service, physical touch, and words of affirmation. Words are one of the core ways we can share Christ's love with people. I remember a few years ago, i had become so stressed and overwhelmed by grief by commitments by a situation that had blown up at work and i wasn't sleeping properly and my mental health was well and truly compromised i was seeing a doctor about it um, and i was a, constantly a moment away from breaking down basically i remember there was one night after youth um, where i'd been serving at youth group And we'd packed up and we would debriefed and um, anyway, I was basically sitting in my car with my friend Mickey and my friend Amy and I just basically unloaded on them about what had been going on and they both listened for a long time and then they both spoke truth, scripture, courage and peace into me. They encouraged me to trust Jesus, to rest, to be still in his presence. And I remember driving home that night feeling spiritually uplifted by their words. Who can you speak courage into this week? I'm not talking about petty compliments. Who can you spur on in the faith? What words can you use to build someone up? Who could you text, write a letter to, meet up for coffee with? In contrast, gossip is obviously the opposite to this. Proverbs 11:13, a gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Something that I've observed is that gossip is one of those sins that I feel like we're very good at normalizing and justifying. After all, it's a huge part of our culture and a part of our media. And I'm speaking to myself as well when I say this because I know that this is uh, personally an area that I want to grow in. And I've I've had to come to, to God many times to repent in this area. It's so tempting to be curious, to be nosy, to be judgmental and condescending. And in our church and friendship circles, sometimes I think gossip genuinely starts in a place of care, but it so easily crosses the line. Gossip is a betrayal of trust and it is dishonoring to God and to others. I'm wondering how you could turn gossip into encouragement this week. What conversations at work or at school do you need to remove yourself from or completely turn around? As you tame your tongue, maybe God is calling you to retreat from gossip, to repent for the times that you have dishonored others and apologize to them face to face. So God's message for us tonight is to speak christ's truth to speak wisdom and to speak encouragement but this all starts with a transformed and a guarded heart we are called to repent for and consciously avoid lies foolish talk and gossip i wonder what you'll take from here this week as you go out taming your tongue and using your words to further his kingdom will you earnestly ask god for wisdom trusting that he will grant you wisdom in his timing and in his way. Remember, your words have weight, your words have power, and your words have influence. And as the band comes up, I was seeking and reflecting on how to conclude tonight's message and I realised that I had not yet touched on two very (laughs) crucial ways that we can use our words for His glory and they can both be found in Psalm 119 and I'd love if you could please stand with me tonight as I read this out over you. Psalm 119 says, May my cry come before you, Lord. Give me understanding or wisdom according to Your Word. May my supplication or my plea come before You. Deliver me according to Your promise. Let praise cascade off my lips. After all, You've taught me the truth about life. And let Your promises ring from my tongue. Every order You've given is right. Let us respond tonight in prayer and in praise to Jesus Christ, the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. Let's call out to Him for wisdom, for understanding. Let's praise and worship Jesus for His life-giving truth. May His praise ever be on our lips. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Jesus, the Word who became flesh, the Word in human form. We thank You for Your Holy Spirit who is always with us. To teach us what to say and how to say it and when to say it. God, we ask that you would transform our hearts for your glory, for your mission, for your kingdom, God. And God, help us to guard our hearts from the things of this world that are trying to steal them away, that are try- trying to rob us. Lord God. Help us to speak Your truth, Christ's truth, Christ's message, His Gospel, His life-giving message, God. Help us to speak wisely. Help us to encourage and uplift and build up those around us in Your Name. God, we cry out for wisdom. We cry out for understanding and discernment in our circumstances, in our battles, in our relationships, in our workplaces, in our conversations, God. God, we praise you forever. We honour you with our words and with our lives, God. Let your praise ever be on our lips. Amen. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at the Hub. Dot .rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.